go, uh, okay, we're going to get me squared away. And um, my green light has gone out. Is that bad? Um, is it okay and it'll come on or something? But the green light's off. For w- it's okay. It's okay? All right. Cool. Uh, while I talk a little bit, they'll get the sound. It sounds like very echoey. Is that, does that sound like echoey to you? Um, yes? No? This is... This, this, it's okay? Really? Really? Hmm. Okay. Well, it's not, not from where I stand. Really? That's not echoey? Thank you. Thank you. Somebody's honest with me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's always a great prayer to start with. Lord, we love you so much. And we thank you for what you're doing. And we invite you now to come and have your way. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, gosh. Holy Spirit, come and begin touching our hearts. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot. Blazing fire. Lord, we invite your presence, whether we are uh, feelers or thinkers. Lord, just give grace to all the, those who are the oaks of righteousness, who don't shake and bake. God, you know the cry of our heart for this conference, that this would not just be another conference, another group of meetings, but this would be a time of change and transformation. So, Lord, we come against any spirit of fear, doubt, confusion, and unbelief, and we speak faith into the people of God. We speak blessing upon this facility and Sunset Community Church for hosting, for, for allowing this building to be used for this. We speak blessings over Brent and Suzanne and Blazing Fire and all the leadership. And we speak blessing over the many churches that are represented here. And Holy Spirit, we, we say, come and have your way. Begin changing hearts, transforming us anointing us for signs, wonders, and miracles. In the name of Jesus. Man, y'all are spread out.
Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, um, how many of you have never seen Carol or me before? You don't really know who we are? Just raise your hands real high. Okay, that's a bunch of you. It's not maybe quite half. I'm guessing 40% or so. We knew we would have some fresh blood. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's good. That's good. Um, we now live in San Diego. Uh, we used to be up at the Mission in Vacaville where Dano and Regina and Rob are, are from. Uh, so we used to be part of that church for seven and a half years, but now we're back in San Diego and we, and we uh, travel out of, out of San Diego. Uh, we've been back there now for four years. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, I, let me take care of a little bit of business. Um, my time has not started yet, by the way. So, um, and we are going to be aware of your time. Um, we do have a resource table out there. I'm going to tell you a little bit about ours. Dano will get to talk about his uh, probably tomorrow. But some incredible, great stuff on Dano's uh, table, uh, particularly a, a, a new book. Uh, which we're thrilled about because we're in it. Um, <laughs> it is incredible. It's Regina's book. It is absolutely off the charts incredible. However, we also have some uh, resources out there that we believe can, can help you. You know, as a, as a speaker, it's always hard to get up and speak about your stuff because it sounds like you're, you're being you're self-promoting and all this kind of stuff, but I just keep hearing, you know, get over it. Um, <laughs> We did a teaching uh, years ago in this church, uh, not this church, in this church, Blazing Fire, on words of knowledge. And actually, uh, the CD is a twofer uh, because we talked about what it's like to take the power and presence of God into the marketplace without being weird. Uh, so for that, some of y'all, that, that's going to be a jump. However, um, <coughs> on the CD, as I'm talking about something that I'm actually going to talk about tonight, uh, the power of the testimony... Um, you actually, as I told two stories, um, there's somebody who had the same problem uh, uh, as the two stories that I was telling, and they got up and literally started running around the church and was healed. And it used to be a, a member of this church. They, they, they still come periodically, and they're here in the Bay Area, but they, they don't go to this church anymore. So you actually can hear somebody uh, uh, being healed on the CD. Now, this particular CD uh, talks about how to recognize words of knowledge that would lead to physical, spiritual, or emotional healing. And people tell us that when they listen to this CD, they catch that anointing, and you start to move in that gifting. So that's a CD called Words of Knowledge for Healing. I also have a CD, which I've, I've actually done this teaching uh, b- before here in some of the schools that we've, we've done in the area. It's called Principles of Healing. Uh, there are principles of healing. A, a principle is a truth. Uh, for example, a principle of faith. More happens in an atmosphere of faith than an atmosphere of doubt. Pretty much everybody would agree with that. But God can do anything He wants to do anytime He wants, through anyone He wants, when there's no faith in the room, because many times He does it for a sign, or because he is such a loving God. So I, I give the principle and then I tell a story which contradicts the principle. Because if you turn the principle into a law, if you have a bad faith day, and we've all had those, right? Come on, we have. You know, you have an argument, you have a wreck, you, you get fired from your job, whatever, whatever, and you come to church and there's a need in front of you and you've got no faith. Anybody ever been there? Okay, besides me, yeah, okay, a few of you brave enough to say so. Um, you turn, if you turn the principle into a law, you won't pray for somebody because 
you're having a bad faith day. But God can use you anyway. So I tell stories to contradict the law of the, of the principle. And, and it is true. The principles are true. So um, this, this particular CD, this particular teaching really releases you from a, a performance mentality. Who is struggling with, I'm not sure I can be used for God. I don't feel a lot of things. I don't sometimes have faith. I don't um, feel the anointing. I don't feel like I'm the anointed person. Sometimes I struggle with compassion. All those things just describe me, by the way. Um, Way back there, I saw your hand first. Uh, The the lady in the glasses right there. I'm not going to throw this. I might just kill somebody. So uh, can I get you? The lady right there in the glasses and the blonde hair. Yeah, standing up. Words of knowledge. Who does not move in this gifting and you would like to? Yeah. Okay. Um, as Brent said, I traveled with uh, Randy Clark. Car- Carol and I got to travel with Randy Clark for a year and a half in 1998 and 1999. Um, if you like God stories, if you like stories about what God is doing around the, the, the world, not yet. <laughs> if you've ever had a God-sized dream that you saw no way that it could come to pass, but you love to root for somebody whose God dream came true so that you can claim that for yourself, you'll like this book. And if you'd like a behind-the-scenes peek of what it was like in the early days of the renewal, at this point it was only four years old. Now, you know this, this move of God started in January, January 20th, 1994. Oddly enough, it started on a Thursday night with 120 people at the, at the small church in Toronto, Canada. And uh, Randy went up there for four nights of meetings. And that has been going on ever since. I don't know how many years that is, but I think it's like 18. Is that, is that right? I, th- I think it's, close, close. it's been now 18 years. Now, it, it, for 12 years, it went six nights a week. And daytime meetings too. Now it's down to like three or four days a, 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 a week. However, they still have conferences. And when they have conferences, then they have about 10 a year. Uh, three, five, 10,000 people from around the world will come. People ask us sometimes, is that Toronto thing still going on? Yes, it is. It's gone around the world and it is not going to stop. It's going to continue. And the influence of that Toronto move has literally affected the world. And is continuing to affect the world. So if you'd like to know what it was like behind the scenes, what what was it like to travel with somebody like Randy Clark and to catch that anointing, you will love the stories of this book. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to give it to this gentleman in the white t-shirt because he had his hand up. But let me just give you one endorsement. Some guy named Johnson wrote, um... (laughs) This book will encourage, inspire, and provoke you to the more that God has planned for us all. The book is $15. When we have conferences like this, we sell it for 12 I really encourage you, if you love stories, if you love God's stories, if it's an easy read. After you listen to me talk, you'll understand. Um, it, it, it's an easy read, but it will encourage you. It will inspire you. So um, I'm going to bless you. I want to sow this into you. And I would encourage you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bless you, man. Um, I would encourage you to, um, to, to take advantage of all the resources that are, that are back there on the table. Um, finally, uh, in, in, in my, my talk tonight, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, places we've been in Colombia and Brazil and, and, and some others. Um, we take teams with us periodically. Um, we're getting ready in another month to go to Medellin, Colombia 
Uh, and we're taking a team. We've got 10 people and we've got uh, room still. I mean, there's still time to go on this trip. Uh, we need, uh, we, we could probably take another three to five people. And then in November, right after Thanksgiving, uh, the Thanksgiving weekend, so on Monday, the 26th of November, we're going to uh, Brazil, um, uh, two places outside of Sao Paulo. And Brazil is just the most incredible place. Colombia, Medellin is absolutely our, one of our favorite cities in the world. And we get to go and do ministry there. So we take teams. So if you're interested in knowing about our trips, what we do is we send out email blasts. We have a sign-up sheet on the resource table, and it says missions. If you would put your name and email address right legibly so that we can read it, and we will send you information about our trips. If you would like to know when we do Sozo schools, when we do healing conferences, when we do conferences like with Angels and Miracles, we did an Angels and Miracles conference two years ago with Gary Oates here in um, in, in this area in Livermore, uh, Blazing Fire sponsored, and and we do a number of conferences with da- with Dano on uh, healing schools and conferences. So if you'd like to know when we minister in this area, I, we have a sign-up sheet out there to receive email uh, notifications from us. We do not try to solicit you for sales. We don't give it to anybody else. We don't um, put any kind of a burden on you. It's strictly to let you know when we are in your area, when we have schools up here, etc. So I would encourage you to uh, to sign up with those. Okay? All right. You guys with me here? All right? One of the things that we see happen in these schools, first of all, we see a lot of healing. We're going to do a lot of prayer. Um, It's not necessarily so much that we're going to do the prayer. It's that you're going to do the prayer. Our heart is to see people get uh, an impartation. The the same thing that would happen happen to me 20 years ago would happen to you. Now, I'm I'm 67. I was 47 at the time. I was unsaved. I was in a mainline church uh, faithfully every Sunday uh, for 13 years, totally unsaved and no relationship with Jesus and totally bound up in ugly, demonic, sexual sin. And then God came. God ambushed me, and the very first person I prayed for got healed. And, and, and God just set me like a rocket ship, just going after healing, and I've gone after it ever since. And one of my biggest thrills is to see people receive an impartation, and they start to move in healing. And we see this all the time. We have people tell us, you know, I've prayed for lots of people. I'm, my heart is for healing. I've prayed for lots of people, but I haven't seen anybody healed. And all of a sudden, they start praying and seeing signs, wonders, and miracles. The other thing we see coming out of meetings like this is incredible. Signs, wonders, and miracles, lots of healings. Um, We're not going to so much go after it tonight as we are the other uh, times, but in one of our schools um, in Davenport, we must have seen over 20 people with some degree of blindness or severe uh, eye problems totally healed. Same thing with ears. We see this constantly with eyes and ears, with necks, with backs, with knees. Uh, serious problems, which I'm actually going to show you some things tonight. I'm, I'm actually going after um, one particular uh, area, if you will, of skeletal skeletal problems. So that we're going after that uh, tonight. So I'm just going to tell some stories, show, show you some testimonies. Because there's power in the testimony. So our heart for this school and this conference is to teach you about healing and to release you into healing. 
And so there's going to be a lot of prayer, a lot of opportunity to you step into it, as well as the ministry team of this church who have been trained and released by this church and who are known to the leadership here. They're going to have an opportunity to pray for you as well. So, cool? All right. So, okay, my, my time now will officially start. <laughs> Revelation 19.10. Uh, okay, we're going to get me squared away. And um, my green light has gone out. Is that bad? Um, is it okay and it'll come on or something? But the green light's off. For, it's okay. It's okay? All right. Cool. Uh, while I talk a little bit, they'll get the sound. It sounds like very echoey. Is that, does that sound like echoey to you? Um, yes? No? This is... This, this, it's okay? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Hmm. Okay. Well, it's not, not from where I stand. Really? That's not echoey? Thank you. Thank you. Somebody's honest with me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's always a great prayer to start with. Lord, we love you so much. And we thank you for what you're doing. And we invite you now to come and have your way. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, gosh. Holy Spirit, come and begin touching our hearts. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot. Blazing fire. Lord, we invite your presence, whether we are uh, feelers or thinkers. Lord, just give grace to all the, those who are the oaks of righteousness, who don't shake and bake. God, you know the cry of our heart for this conference, that this would not just be another conference, another group of meetings, but this would be a time of change and transformation. So, Lord, we come against any spirit of fear, doubt, confusion, and unbelief, and we speak faith into the people of God. We speak blessing upon this facility and Sunset Community Church for hosting, for, for allowing this building to be used for this. We speak blessings over Brent and Suzanne and Blazing Fire and all the leadership. And we speak blessing over the many churches that are represented here. And Holy Spirit, we, we say, come and have your way. Begin changing hearts, transforming us anointing us for signs, wonders, and miracles. 
in the name of Jesus. Man, y'all are spread out. Um, out of curiosity, um, how many of you have never seen Carol or me before? You don't really know who we are? Just raise your hands real high. Okay, that's a bunch of you. It's not maybe quite half. I'm guessing 40% or so. We knew we would have some fresh blood. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's good. That's good. Um, we now live in San Diego. Uh, we used to be up at the Mission in Vacaville where Dano and Regina and Rob are are from uh, so we used to be part of that church for seven and a half years, but now we're back in San Diego and we and we uh, travel out of out of San Diego. Uh, we've been back there now for four years. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, I, let me take care of a little bit of business. Um, my time has not started yet, by the way. So um, and we are going to be aware of your time. Um, we do have a resource table out there. I'm going to tell you a little bit about ours. Dan will get to talk about his uh, probably tomorrow. But some incredible, great stuff on Dano's uh, table, uh, particularly a, a, a new book, uh, which we're thrilled about because we're in it. Um, <laughs> it is incredible. It's Regina's book. It is absolutely off the charts incredible. However, we also have some uh, resources out there that we believe can, can help you. You know, as a, as a speaker, it's always hard to get up and speak about your stuff because it sounds like you're, you're being you're self-promoting and all this kind of stuff. But I just keep hearing, you know, get over it. Um, <laughs> we did a teaching uh, years ago in this church, uh, not this church, in this church, Blazing Fire, on words of knowledge. And actually, uh, the CD is a twofer. Uh, because we talked about what it's like to take the power and presence of God into the marketplace without being weird. Uh, so for that, some of y'all, that, that's going to be a jump. However, um, <clears throat> on the CD, as I'm talking about something that I'm actually going to talk about tonight, uh, the power of the testimony, um, you actually, as I told two stories, um, there's somebody who had the same problem uh, as the two stories that I was telling, and they got up and literally started running around the church and was healed. And it used to be a, a member of this church. They, they, they still come periodically, and they're here in the Bay Area, but they, they don't go to this church anymore. So you actually can hear somebody uh, uh, being healed on the CD. Now, this particular CD uh, talks about how to recognize words of knowledge that would lead to physical, spiritual, or emotional healing. And people tell us that when they listen to this CD, they catch that anointing, and you start to move in that gifting. So that's a CD called Words of Knowledge for Healing. I also have a CD, which I've, I've actually done this teaching uh, b- before here in some of the schools that we've, we've done in the area. It's called Principles of Healing. A, there are principles of healing. A, a principle is a truth. Uh, for example, a principle of faith. More happens in an atmosphere of faith than an atmosphere of doubt. Pretty much everybody would agree with that. But God can do anything He wants to do anytime He wants, through anyone He wants, when there's no faith in the room, because many times He does it for a sign, or because he is such a loving God. So I, I give the principle and then I tell a story which contradicts the principle. Because if you turn the principle into a law, if you have a bad faith day, 
And we've all had those, right? Come on, we have. You know, you have an argument, you have a wreck, you, you get fired from your job, whatever, whatever, and you come to church and there's a need in front of you and you've got no faith. Anybody ever been there? Okay, besides me? Yeah, okay, a few of you brave enough to say so. Um, you turn, if you turn the principle into a law, you won't pray for somebody because you're having a bad faith day. But God can use you anyway. So I tell stories to contradict the law of the, of the principle. And, and it is true. The principles are true. So um, this, this particular CD, this particular teaching really releases you from a, a performance mentality. Who is struggling with, I'm not sure I can be used for God. I don't feel a lot of things. I don't sometimes have faith. I don't um, feel the anointing. I don't feel like I'm the anointed person. Sometimes I struggle with compassion. All those things just describe me, by the way. Um, Way back there, I saw your hand first. Uh, The the lady in the glasses right there. I'm not going to throw this. I might just kill somebody. So uh, can I get you? The lady right there in the glasses and the blonde hair. Yeah, standing up. Words of knowledge. Who does not move in this gifting and you would like to? Yeah. Okay. Um, As Brent said, I traveled with uh, Randy Clark. Carol and I got to travel with Randy Clark for a year and a half in 1998 and 1999. Um, If you like God stories, if you like stories about what God is doing around the, the, the world, not yet. If you've ever had a God sized dream, that you saw no way that it could come to pass, but you love to root for somebody whose God dream came true so that you can claim that for yourself, you'll like this book. And if you'd like a behind-the-scenes peek of what it was like in the early days of the renewal, at this point it was only four years old. Now, you know this, this move of God started in January, January 20th, 1994. Oddly enough, it started on a Thursday night with 120 people at the, at the small church in Toronto, Canada. And uh, uh, Randy went up there for four nights of meetings. And that has been going on ever since. I don't know how many years that is, but I think it's like 18. Is that, is that right? I, th- I think it's, close, close. it's been now 18 years. Now, it, it, for 12 years, it went six nights a week. And daytime meetings too. Now it's down to like three or four days a, 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 a week. However, they still have conferences. And when they have conferences, then they have about 10 a year. Uh, three, five, 10,000 people from around the world will come. People ask us sometimes, is that Toronto thing still going on? Yes, it is. It's gone around the world and it is not going to stop. It's going to continue. And the influence of that Toronto move has literally affected the world. And is continuing to affect the world. So if you'd like to know what it was like behind the scenes, what what was it like to travel with somebody like Randy Clark and to catch that anointing, you will love the stories of this book. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I I am going to give it to this gentleman in the white t-shirt because he had his hand up. But let me just give you one endorsement. Some guy named Johnson wrote, um... (laughs) This book will encourage, inspire, and provoke you to the more that God has planned for us all. The book is $15. When we have conferences like this, we sell it for 12 I really encourage you, if you love stories, if you love God's stories, if it's an easy read. After you listen to me talk, you'll understand. Um, it, it, it's an easy read, but it will encourage you. It will inspire you. So um, I'm going to bless you. I want to sow this into you. And I would encourage you. You're welcome. Bless you, man. Um, I would encourage you to, um, 
to, to take advantage of all the resources that are that are back there on the table. Um, finally, uh, in, in in my my talk tonight, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, places we've been in Colombia and Brazil and and, and some others. Um, we take teams with us periodically. Um, we're getting ready in another month to go to Medellin, Colombia, uh, and we're taking a team. We've got 10 people, and we've got uh, room still. I mean, there's still time to go on this trip. Uh, we need. Uh, we, we could probably take another three to five people. And then in November, right after Thanksgiving, uh, the Thanksgiving weekend, so on Monday, the 26th of November, we're going to uh, Brazil, um, uh, two places outside of Sao Paulo. And Brazil is just the most incredible place. Colombia, Medellin is absolutely our, one of our favorite cities in the world. And we get to go and do ministry there. So we take teams. So if you're interested in knowing about our trips, what we do is we send out email blasts. We have a sign-up sheet on the resource table, and it says missions. If you would put your name and email address right legibly so that we can read it, and we will send you information about our trips. If you would like to know when we do Sozo schools, when we do healing conferences, when we do conferences like with Angels and Miracles, we did an Angels and Miracles conference two years ago with Gary Oates here in um, in, in this area in Livermore, Blazing Fire sponsored, and and we do a number of conferences with De- with Dano on healing schools and conferences. So if you'd like to know when we minister in this area, I, we have a sign up sheet out there to receive email uh, notifications from us. We do not try to solicit you for sales. We don't give it to anybody else. We don't um, put any kind of a burden on you. It's strictly to let you know when we are in your area, when we have schools up here, etc. So I would encourage you to um, to sign up with those. Okay? All right. You guys with me here? All right? One of the things that we see happen, and I, I really feel, I mean, I, I've, I've spoken on this. You've probably had teaching, most every one of you have had teaching. You've heard this. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You know, I always knew that. In fact, on the CD that I just gave out, Words of Knowledge, I, I literally was telling a story about hip problems. Uh, but, you know, it, it's like several years later, I had an aha. So I knew it, but then I knew it. it. It became real to me. When you tell the story of what Jesus has done, it's not just a nice little story. Right. It literally puts into the atmosphere that which can be done again. Yeah. The root word of testimony in the Old Testament means to do again. Yeah. And so if you understand the principle that God is no respecter of persons, what he does for one, he can do for another. You can actually literally grab hold of the testimony. And call it into being. You can call it into yourself. If, if you just will grab a hold of that and run with it. And it says in Psalm 119 verse 111, Your testimonies I have taken as an inheritance forever. These stories that you hear of people praying for others and people getting healed, they belong to you whether you were there or not. They set a standard that, can, that, that you can never refute. Some of the stories, some of the things that I'm going to show you you can never say, well, I'm, I don't think God would heal that. I mean, he'll heal a headache, he'll heal this, but he wouldn't heal that. Yes, he would, because we're going to establish a, a standard. Now, you have to know that I am a left-brain analytical um, person who apparently is schizophrenic because I move in prophecy, healing, and deliverance, which is a little, little, little weird. But, but I know for me, when I came into the healing ministry 20 years ago, I had to know, is this just emotional? Is it psychosomatic or is it real? 
And so I have really made a point of going after and finding out, is this real? Are you healed? What happened when you got healed? What did you feel? What did you do? So I, I, I have literally made, that's what the book is all about. I wrote, back in those days, the internet was so new and this renewal was so new, everybody wanted to know about it. And so when we would do meetings, and we, we would be gone for like two weeks at a time, and we would do meetings morning, afternoon, and night. I would write a report because so much was happening. I would write reports, and people told us, you know, we're reading that to our church. We're reading it to our prayer team. We're encouraging them to believe for what God is doing around the world, and he'll do it right here. That's literally as we were prayer ministers in our local vineyard church down in San Diego. That's what we would do in that, in that prayer time before. I would read reports. Before I had ever met Randy Clark, I was reading reports of some of his meetings, and I would re- I, it would just stirred everything in us. So um, it's important that we understand the power of the testimony. Now, this really became real for me. As I said, I had an aha. I was down in Brazil uh, years ago leading a meeting, about uh, 800 to 1,000 people in the meeting, and um, all kinds of things are happening. People are getting healed right and left. Um, Literally, at one point, what we did is I, I started the meeting by saying, if you are blind or deaf or have cancer, come forward. About seven people came forward, and so I had the ministry team. At this point, we had had a large U.S. team come with Randy Clark. We, we had gone down early, trained in Brazilian churches, and then Randy Clark brought about 100 uh, Americans down and, and was going to do the large crusade kind of meetings, and now this was like the last night before I was going home, and they were going to go on to another city, and so we had fanned out around the city doing meetings, and so ours was one of, one of the meetings. And so we had about seven people come forward who were either blind blind or deaf or had cancer. And I had the American team that was with me, about 13, 14 people, praying for them. And as I was speaking and giving whatever message I was giving, every once in a while I'd get interrupted. Oh, she can hear now. She, oh, she can see you now. She couldn't see you before. Now she can see you. Yeah, you know, things like that. Just minor things. And in the middle of my message... My translator, and my translator speaks very good English, uh, named Paolo, um, he stops me and, and he says, I've got such a blinding, painful migraine headache. I'm having trouble reading the words. I'm having trouble thinking of how to translate the words that you're saying. Do you have a story about migraines being healed? Do I have stories? Everybody who knows me knows I, I got stories. Uh, that's what I am. I'm not a preacher. I am, I'm not a pastor. I am a storyteller. That, I, just, I, I was born for this. This, is, uh, this message right here literally is what I was born for. I just love the stories. So I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. So I told a story about migraines being healed. And so we go on, and five minutes later, he stops, stops me. He says, just stop talking. And he begins speaking Portuguese to the crowd. And then he turns to me and he tells me, he said, I just told them what I, what, what, what I did, that I stopped you, that I had you tell a story about people being healed. I grabbed the testimony for myself, and now I have no migraine headache. Yeah. So as I am telling some of the stories about what God has been doing, I want you to grab hold of this because it's for you. And this is our heart, that we would see many of you changed and transformed, that you would never be the same again. Okay, so is this thing we think going to work even though it does, it's not green? Well, we're going to find out. Okay. 
Press that. Hey! Oh, my gosh. I'm going to talk about impartation first. I've got a bunch of uh, uh, pictures. I am going to go very uh, quick, quickly on them. This is Megan, 14 years old. This is a small farming community about two hours south of Sacramento. Um, we were there doing meetings, and so um, we brought a, a bunch of people up who had knee pain. And so I just started picking out people from the congregation. She was one of them. I sat her down in front of uh, somebody. I, 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 I coached her in how she and the other uh, eight people that were up there praying for knees. I said, you know, how to, how to do it and everything. I kind of coached them through praying what to say and everything. The person she laid hands on fell out under the power, got up totally healed. And so I turned to Megan and I said, so, have you ever done this before? Is this new or, have you, you, or is this something you do all the time? She looked at me and she said, I'm only 14. <laughs> kind of like, well, of course I've never done this. You see, she had the attitude that uh, she didn't have the full Holy Spirit yet. Look, he only comes in one size. We, we, our, our young people don't have a junior Holy Spirit. He only comes muy grande. This... Uh, just to show you that it's not just the young people. This woman's older than me, for gosh sakes. She went with us to Columbia uh, uh, last, last year, about uh, eight months ago, whatever. And she ended up praying for Norberto. Norberto ha- said everybody he works with complains for the last 25 years. He apparently works like in a machine shop. He can't hear. And they always have to repeat. And he's always saying to them, speak louder. I cannot hear you. Now he could hear whispers after. Now, she had seen some healing, but she had never seen ears be healed. Ah, we were in uh, Foch and Debbie Fuller's church in Vallejo in March. And we went in for a time of impartation. And this little girl was standing in the aisle. Everybody's up, you know, assuming the position. She's standing up. It was like a spotlight was on her. And, and now we're just praying for every, everybody standing because they want the impartation. They want the anointing for healing. But we, we just go by, lay hands on everybody. But it was like a spotlight was on her. And so we prayed for her, seven years old, Natalie, Natalia actually. Um, this is actually her grandmother. That's not her mother. That's her grandmother. Yeah. Her grandmother had stood. Now we had a bunch of categories for people being healed of various things. She stood for every category. But her main problem was her shoulder, like a rotator cuff problem, very painful. And she was not healed. And, and several people laid hands on her, prayed for her, etc. The little girl, when we finished praying for impartation, looked at her mother, who's not in the picture, and said, Mommy, first of all, why are my hands so hot? Because God was marking her out. And secondly, she said, and what is impartation? You know, a lot of people don't know what that is anyway, and they're adults. So the mother explained, and she said, let's see if it works. Lay hands on Grandma. She laid hands on Grandma. Immediately, the power of God touched her. She began moving her arm, and Grandma was totally healed. Yeah. Seven years old. Okay. This is fun. This is just about, what, a month ago, three weeks ago. We were in Australia. This is one of these gals. This is Leisha, 21 years old. She uh, works with the youth in her church. And she also works at a grocery store. So in other words, just think, you know, Safeway, okay? Um, uh, um, she works in the grocery store. Um, she, every meeting we had, I, she would end up on the floor. I mean, she would be back there and I would just kind of point at her and she would fall on the floor. Uh, shook like crazy. And she told me later, she said, I've prayed for people and nobody has gotten healed. 
but I'm passionate about it. My prayer, my heart, my desire is that you would be like Leisha. The next day, she's going around her town of about 5,000 people. And she's finding people in wheelchairs. And those, those are the ones she's starting with. Yeah, so much for the, oh, God, send me something easy. She prays for this woman. The woman feels tingling in her legs. She gets up out of her chair, and Leisha took a picture of her pushing her wheelchair down the road. Come on. Come on. Okay, so obviously God heals skeletal issues, and that's what we're going to talk about and go for tonight. So, I got to point it at it. This is Fernando down in Manizales, Colombia. Uh, he was walking by the building. Now, the building's in the middle of the block. does not look like a church. looks like a warehouse. He's walking by the building on his cane. I actually saw him walk into the building. I, 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 then I lost track of him, and I didn't hear this story until four days later. He had been hit by a car, was in a wheelchair for two years, couldn't work, life was ruined, constant pain. He was on this cane for four years, and when he walked into the building, I watched him walk in. I mean, it was slow and laborious, and the pain on his face was just excruciating. Well, anyway, to, to make a long story short, we went into a time of prayer with about 35 people, and I had 10 minutes. Now, the majority of the people I'm going to show you, I did not actually, Carol did not actually lay hands on and pray. They got healed in the presence, in the glory. Some of them because they claimed the power of the testimony. Fernando got his cane. We had people put their hands where they, where, where they had problems. So some people had their hand on their head, some people on their heart, some people on the shoulder, stomach, whatever. You know, it's, it's not rocket science, okay? If they have their hand on the head, might be a headache. All pain go, no kind of things. Neck, neck pain go. Muscles, ligaments, tendons come into order. I see him with his hand on his hip. So I said, just hip, come back into order. All the pain go. Uh, hips be leveled. Pelvis be leveled. And I saw him take that cane and throw it down on the marble floor. And then he starts walking. Now, interestingly, you see, we, we all want it to be, because we're such a microwave society, we all want it to be just like that. He didn't start like that. He walked very stiff-legged. Now, he'd not been able to use these muscles for like six years. But as he walked, it was as if God was was oiling his joints. And all of a sudden, he started to move, and he starts running and dancing and jumping all over the place. The place goes ballistic. God heals hips. God heals rotator cuffs. We had been down in um, uh, Medellin, Colombia, uh, where, we're, where we're going again. I'm, I'm up on the platform speaking. I see a woman in about the fifth row. She's got her arm in a blue sling, and all of a sudden, she starts going like this. And I'm thinking, she's getting healed. And there's 1,200 people in the meeting. And I'm thinking, if she takes her arm out of that sling, this place is going to go crazy. And she did. She went like that. place went crazy. Okay, so we come home. We go to Davenport, Iowa. You see, these things aren't just for Brazil or Singapore or, or Australia They're, or Africa. They're all over the world, even in Davenport, Livermore, and surrounding cities. So we go to Davenport. I walk into the church. We had never been there before on a Sunday morning, uh, and we had never met anybody other than we had met the, pastors, uh, the pastor, the woman pastor, and she asked us to come speak that Sunday morning. I walk in the church, and this woman, Robin, has her arm in a blue sling. God, I just saw that healed. You want to do it again? I claimed the power of that testimony. So we prayed for her at the end of the service. She said, I've just had rotator cuff surgery. I'm in such pain. Don't touch me. 
They t they're telling me I have months and months and months ahead of me of rehabilitation. This is her one minute after we prayed. We never touched her. It was the glory. It was the power of God. This is her arm. And she came back that night, no sling, waving her arm. She never had another problem with her rotator cuff. We're down in this church in uh, Columbia um, last year. And um, they, did, they did something to us. It's the big church in this small community of about uh, 300,000 people. It's, it's the, the big church. And so they said, would you come to our main service? Uh, we, 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 we normally have about a thousand people at every service, but this one is our, like our main service. And we said, sure. So we broke the teams up and Carol and I, and one other person went to the church. Problem was we forgot to ask when is the service, the, their best service, six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I told them, you know, you couldn't pay Americans to go to church on Sunday morning at six o'clock. So we walk in. There's a thousand people, every chair, every chair is filled. And on the front row is him. Now, he's, he's got, what he's holding is a white bandage and there's a metal piece. He had broken his hand. He was facing surgery the, the next week. But God put him like right here. It's like, see, one of the things about it is when your eyes get diverted to something and you can't like get off of it, pay attention to that because God is spotlighting something for you. And, and don't fall into the trap of saying, well, yeah, but I, I, I couldn't do that. I, I'm not the one. I mean, I'm not Randy Clark. I'm not Bill Johnson. I'm not Heidi Baker. I'm not Dan McCullum. I'm not Regina. I'm not Carol or Bill or Brent or Suzanne or you, you just Lottie or Angela. Or you just name your favorite healing evangelist, you know, Georgian or, or, or whoever, you know. God has something for you that you can bring that we don't have, vice versa, Okay. He, he, he uses all of us as pieces of the puzzle. And so I, I paid attention to the fact his arm was all wrapped up. And so when we finally finished, because we have a time uh, 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 situation, we've got another thousand people waiting outside to come in as we finish. It's at 6 to 8 o'clock and the next service comes in at 8. And, and they just change it like that. So we can't go over the time. So I said, okay, if you have pain in your body, stand up. Out of a thousand people, it felt like... 700 stood up. So uh, we, we released a, a bunch of people to, to pray. And as I am exhorting them over the microphone, I go down off the platform and I lay hands on this, this guy. Now, I never frankly looked at him while I was exhorting everyone else. But I suddenly realized he was unwrapping the bandage and then he fell to his feet and I could tell he was weeping. Spiritual discernment kicked in. I wonder if God's doing something. <laughs> so we got him to testify. What he said was, Jesus appeared to him, told him, do not be afraid, I am with you. And then, as he is literally just breaking, our translator says, and did anything else happen? And, and he says, Jesus said, te amo. I love you, for those of you who don't speak Spanish. These are the fun things you get to experience when you go on a trip like this. Um, so we paid attention to that. Then we went uh, several months later to another church in Colombia. We walk into the church. There is, there is absolutely no room. Uh, I, I've, got this, I've got the platform right here, and there's the front row, and it's absolutely packed out. And where does this young girl who has been in a, a, a motorcycle accident, where does she sit? Directly in front of me with this big old uh, horse collar on. 
It's like, God, you're spotlighting something. And you did it before in Columbia. We're back here in Columbia. She's got a neck problem. We've seen that healed before. Do you want to do it again? Yes, I do. So we prayed for her. It was interesting. We did tag team praying. Carol prayed for her first and then broke off spirit of trauma. She, she had been in a, riding her motorcycle. The taxi stopped too quickly or quicker than she thought it was going to stop in front of her. She ran into it and had the wreck and got hurt. And now she's facing months of rehabilitation for her neck. It's all swollen, it's kind of black and blue, and she's in pain. And so um, she broke off the spirit of trauma. Then one of our other team members came and, and uh, uh, tagged her, and, you know, I'm it now, laid hands on her, felt the muscles, ligaments, and tendons coming back into order, felt things moving under her hands. Then she got tagged by another gal who, who actually is a sozo minister, came and, and had her forgive, felt like the Lord was saying, have her forgive the taxi driver. She forgave the taxi driver and instantly the healing was done. See, there were parts of the puzzle that God put together so that nobody gets the glory except Him. That's the way it's supposed to be. Ah, Okay, this is one I did pray for. Once again, we're in, we're, we're in a meeting this time in, in uh, 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 Fortaleza, Brazil, one of our favorite places. And as I'm g- leading the meeting, I see this young girl, uh, Graziella, uh, sitting about two, two or three rows back, and uh, I see that she's got a boot cast. That's what that is, a big old uh, boot cast. With the, down there, they call it a hobofucha, which we thought was funny, but uh, apparently not that many people think it's funny. Um, <laughs> hobofucha. Okay. So I see this, and, and it's like I'm looking at the congregation, but it's like I, I just I can't, and my heart just went out to her. I'm thinking, this is illegal. This is just wrong. So when we went into ministry time, as we released the prayer ministers, I just made a beeline for her. Found out she had severely sprained her foot. She was facing... Um, uh, uh, months of rehabilitation. She's in this boot cast that she's got to wear for the next six weeks or whatever. So we prayed for her, and then we said, okay, test it out. And so she's moving her foot very gingerly. And I told her, I said, you know, just be really careful. Don't hurt yourself again. And, um, and even as I'm saying this, because Carol actually has a problem with her foot, and we're needing that to get healed because uh, we're, we're going to Italy next, next week. Um, so we need that healed. So we, we claim... This testimony right now for Carol, she, she got up and, and I, you know, she, she started moving very gingerly. And then you could tell it just kind of kicked in. I'm healed. It doesn't hurt. Does this stuff work? This is her the next night. Look at those heels. Look at those heels. Yeah, this stuff really works. Wow. Knee, can God heal knees? 28 years, he was hurt. He was a soccer player. He got hurt. He had not been able to do this for 28 years, and God did it on his birthday. This is Copenhagen, uh, Denmark. Uh, You know, there are some who would say, oh, the Bay Area. Not much can happen in the Bay Area. It's really hard. Um, You can say the same thing about Japan and Denmark. Both countries, less than 3%. Christian, and very in Denmark, they're very suspicious, particularly about us American um, evangelists. They they know us as loud, pushy, arrogant. Uh, it's true. We we come in, maybe some people get healed, but we leave, and then nothing happens. So we entitled the weekend that we were with them um, 
that uh, we entitled the seminar, Come and Learn to Heal the Sick. They, they also told us it was actually two uh, uh, people who came from Copenhagen, Denmark, uh, to the ministry school up there in uh, Vacaville. Uh, they came, uh, met each other. They actually didn't really know each other prior to coming to the school. They ended up falling in love, getting married, and they went back and started pastoring this church. And they told us, um, uh, if you come, we, we really want you to come. We're not sure we can get more than about 10 or 15 people. But if you're willing to come, we're willing to put this on. Well, somebody apparently forgot to tell the people in Copenhagen. 160 people registered for the conference. Thank goodness they didn't all come at once because the place couldn't hold them. 20 different churches represented. This was like huge. I mean, God was just so on this. This guy, his, his um, girlfriend, saw a flyer about the meetings... He didn't even know about the meetings. He had never been to this church. His girlfriend dragged him there on a Sunday morning. He had, he was, he was, he's a goalie, a soccer goalie, and he had hurt his knee. He had been out now for two months. He was thinking, my playing days may be over. My career, if you will, my, my passion, my, you know, they love football over there. That's what they call their soccer. We, we call it soccer. They call it football. He loved it. And it's being taken away from me. He's, he's thinking, I may never play this again. His girlfriend dragged him to the meeting. And during the meeting, the glory of the Lord touched him. As it turns out, he recognizes the next day. His father was the manager of the hotel we were staying at. And he was helping in the restaurant as a server. He recognized us. And for the next two days, he just he couldn't stop talking about how he had been healed. And that night, he was going to soccer practice for the first time as a witness to his other buddies because they thought his, his playing days were over. This guy came to, a, came to an Angels and Miracles conference a year ago. Carol had such a severe word of knowledge that for 30 minutes, she literally was in such pain, tears rolling down her cheeks. Finally, spiritual discernment kicked in. I thought, I wonder if that's a word of knowledge. As soon as like, I got up and said that, all the pain left. And at the end of the meeting, we went after it. Out of a group of about 50 people, 25 had knee problems. Nobody had it more severe than Kevin. Kevin had been, uh, was a relatively new believer. Somebody gave him Gary Oates' book about uh, Open My Eyes, Lord, seeing the angels and the demons and stuff like that. He had never been to any kind of a meeting like this. He sort of was a brand new Christian. Uh, got drugged to the meeting. He was facing surgery... In another week after this meeting, he literally called the doctor from the seminar, canceled the surgery. And then Gary told me he came back a month or two months later because uh, uh, Gary and uh, Larry Randolph were doing meetings back in Moravian Falls. And he, he brought six of his friends with him. He wanted to show everybody, I've been totally healed. I've not had the surgery and I'm not going to have the surgery. God heals knees. This is Copenhagen again. You know, you have to have great faith to get healed, right? Not necessarily. She didn't believe any of this. She was the worship leader uh, uh, at, at this church in Copenhagen. And so when we, um, when we got up to speak, I mean, I just felt like the Lord said, I don't want you to introduce yourself. I want you to introduce me. Now, you would think, I mean, I've already been told they're very suspicious of you Americans. Yeah, and they don't know you. I mean, the only two people were the, were, were, were the people who brought us over. They don't know who we are. And we've got like 100 plus people in the meeting. 
you would think, okay, let's just be nice and we won't be weird and let's let them get to know that we're okay and, you know. But I, I just felt like, I, hi, we're Brill and Carol and we're really glad to be here. If you have pain in your body, stand up. I mean, that was the introduction. And so I told him, put your hand where it hurts. She had a tumor on her neck for eight years. The doctors had said it was not benign, it was not cancerous, but it was extremely painful. So painful, here again, warfare. You know, she's leading worship that night. Guess who gets attacked during the day? It was so painful, she thought, I I almost thought I was going to have to cancel and not be able to do worship tonight. And she literally, tears streaming down her cheek. So she told us later, she said, when you said, put your hand where it hurts, I put my hand up there, but I didn't think anything was going to happen. I didn't believe this. And it shrunk under her fingers. Ankeny, Iowa, uh, a Methodist pastor who actually told us, if my church knew I was here, I could be in trouble. 20 years, thousands and thousands of dollars spent on chiropractors because of neck problems. I literally, as I had people standing, I broke off any spirit of trauma. She said instantly it was like a a shot going through her neck, totally healed. And she couldn't stop talking about it. And every time she did, tears would form in her eyes because she had no pain whatsoever and full mobility. This is the picture. uh, Actually, Brent uh, got this one and showed this on the website. This is one of the fun things. You see, you get to do things down in uh, Brazil and Colombia that you, you can't do here. We've been in the police station. We've been in the headquarters police station in Medellin, Colombia. Now, Medellin has a reputation of being very dangerous. It used to be. I mean, at one point, it was the murder and kidnap capital of the world. It's no longer. I mean, just go to Afghanistan, right, or go to Iraq. Um, Y'all go. I'd rather go to Medellin. But Medellin to us is no more dangerous than going to, frankly, Pleasanton or San Francisco or Vacaville or San Diego. I mean, you know... You just got to be wise. And we have a guy who really looks after us. Well, the same thing in in Brazil. But we get to do things in Colombia and Brazil that you can't do here. Like go into the main headquarters police station. In this case, it was the hospital. This was the second visit. We went to actually two different hospitals. This is the second visit to the hospital we went to the day before. The, The doctors and the nurses and the administrative people in the hospital said, after you and your team were here, We experienced more peace that night than we have ever experienced. Will you come back? Yes, we will. So we walk into this room and we see this guy bandaged like this. We find out that he was uh, uh, like a tile guy and he had cut his four fingers off. Yeah. So they reattached the fingers with pins. These two fingers had some movement and some feeling and it was all pain. These two fingers had no movement and no feeling. Literally, about two or three minutes of prayer, and he starts going like this. Yeah. That's the fun things that you get to do. There we go. I I went too far. Bingo. A life restored. An Afghan uh, 
war vet four years ago, explosion. He said like a thousand pound piece of metal kind of landed on him. Um, he came back, got married, and ended up adopting the woman's daughter. He's in the meeting. We're praying for people with neck problems and headache problems. And we start taking testimonies. Now, I saw that he had a cane with him. And, and I said, okay, so what, what just happened? He said, you know, my back just got healed. And I'm thinking, we didn't even pray for that. You know, that's the kind of God we serve. And I said, well, tell me your story. What was the He said, I've got the wheelchair out in the, in, in the car. That's how I have to get around. But for coming in here to the church, I'm on this cane. He said, I can't walk. I can't work. I can't do anything. I've got such problems. It's just, and, and my back just feels great. So I had him come out and start doing things, start bending over and everything. He, he starts walking around the church. He said, and my legs have gotten healed. My knees have gotten healed. My ankles have gotten healed. My hips are back in or, order. And he's walking around the church, and I'm starting to do some more things with the congregation and tell them. And I, the next thing I know, he comes behind me, and he picks me up. <laughs> So then as we go into some other categories and stuff, Carol goes and, and gets more of his testimony to find out. He, as he's talking, he said, that something happened with my lungs. The doctors tell me it's like I, I've been smoking all my life and I don't smoke. There's some, it's something wrong with, but now I can breathe. And then, and then he starts bending over. He says, I, I can't do this. I can't do, I love that. I can't do this, I, but you are doing it. I, I can't, but you are doing it. And then he looks over and he sees his wife. Now his wife is kind of, it's like, she's confused. She doesn't understand. She's never seen her husband like this. He came back from the war, got married. He looks at her and he says, I remember our wedding. He had gotten married, couldn't remember his wedding. His, his memory was like almost completely erased. And then he looks up and he says, I can see. I can see across the room. I, I couldn't see before. My, my vision was all blurry. He literally got an overhaul. And, three hours later is when we took this picture. He had, in the four years, he had never been able to pick up and hold his daughter. And she's holding the collapsible cane. And then, for several weeks later, and then just, it's just been a couple of weeks ago, we've continued, now this happened in January, up in Seattle, in Seattle, Washington. If stuff can happen in Seattle, it can happen anywhere. Come on. We continue to get emails and, and Facebook posts from the wife. He went back to the physical therapist. Physical therapist said, I can't find anything wrong with you. You're released. Go home. Yeah. Come on. God is the God who heals. Amen? Amen. Amen. Wow. That was 35 minutes. There's like a miracle right there. I, I have a hard time saying my name in, in less than 10 or 15 minutes. So, we talked about impartation. Now, here's the deal. You've come to a healing school slash conference. I assume you're either interested in being healed or you want a healing anointing or both. Now, I believe this. The Holy Spirit is the giver of gifts, right? Am I on firm ground? Okay. And He is the giver of the gifts. And when you have the Holy Spirit, you have the gifts because He's the one who gives the gifts, right? So if you have the Holy Spirit, you have the gifts. Now, 
Some will be more operational than others because of your passion and what God's called you to be. So I don't want to put a guilt trip on anyone that if, if your gift is prophecy or deliverance or feeding the poor or, or, or whatever it is, you go after that with gusto. However, when there is a need in front of you, the gift can become operational. Actually, uh, Dano does the most incredible job of teaching about that in the, the school part that we do during the day. So I highly encourage you to come with that because in your gifting, whether it be prophecy or discerning of spirits or whatever, healing can manifest because of your gifting. So if you're interested in the healing anointing, I want to invite you to stand up. And by the way, if you would like to know what it's like to go on a team trip with us, I don't think there's anybody else here in the room, besides Britt and Suzanne, who have been on a trip with us except Regina. Um, if, if I'm missing you, I, I, I'm sorry about that, but I, I, I think they're the three who have been on a trip with us. So um, you could ask them what that's like to go on a, a trip with us. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to open up your hands. Relax, close your eyes, and for right now, don't pray. Just drink it in, just receive. Yeah. I know for some of you that's going to be a little tough. Just take it. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would fall upon this group right now. Yeah, with this group, yeah. Holy Spirit, come in power. Now, if you feel like you can't stand anymore, just go ahead and sit down or kneel down or whatever. Some of you are already down. Yeah. Lord, we ask for the fire of God to fall in this place right now. Release a healing anointing, an impartation for signs, wonders, and miracles. God, I'm asking that you would touch those who feel your presence, that you would mark them out with fire, tingling, heat, oil. I ask, also ask, Lord, that you would touch those who are able to stand in the anointing like, like a, an oak of righteousness, that you would begin to, sh to touch them, that, that you would touch them like you touched me 20 years ago, that they would be changed and transformed, that you would begin to show them people's faces, names, people that you've been speaking to them about that they need to pray for, that you would give them words of knowledge, conditions, that you would begin to set them up for divine appointments. Holy Spirit, come with fire all over this room. Let the fire of God begin to fall. Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you. We welcome you. More, more on Brent and Suzanne. More, 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 more. We bless what you're doing, Lord, and we say more. We've got to have more. More. Let the fire fall on Russ and Susan. Whoa. The leaders of this church on Todd. Oh. More, Lord. More. Let the fire of God fall. The fire of God fall all over this room. The fire of God fall. Let us never be the same. Release in us a fresh anointing for healing. Shaba, Shaba, 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Young people, older people. That's a firefall. Lord, it's going to even be painful on some. Yeah, just let it rip. Yeah, let it rip. Let it rip. One of the greatest healing impartations we ever saw was with a pastor of a church of God out of Florida. And he now serves as Randy Clark's um, associate uh, handling all of the um, global awakening uh, network activities as well as planning all of the um, international trips. And he teaches with Randy all over the world. But the, the presence of God came on him and literally for like eight hours, it was painful as he was balled up in a fetal position. But when he came out of that, he had a greater anointing for physical healing than he had ever moved in before. Why not you? Why not you? Why not God changing your life like he did for Leisha? She had prayed for people. Nobody had gotten healed. After this very exercise the next day, not in church, on the road, praying for people in wheelchairs. Why not? Why not? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. Okay, let me have your attention. Uh, I mean, I know the answer to this already, but I just want to see. How many of you felt heat, tingling, fire, uh, electricity in your hands? Just wave them real high, wave them at me. That's a lot of you, which, you know, this church is kind of known that way. Okay. How many of you felt like you really you were close to tears, that... that your heart was like beating rapidly. That's, that's like the compassion of Jesus. Um, okay, that's, yeah. And how many of you, like me, felt absolutely nothing? Okay. Yeah, now here's the deal. I want you to grab a hold of this. Um, if you shake and bake and flip and flop, and fires on your hands, that does not make you more spiritual than if you stand like that oak of righteousness and don't feel a thing. The only way you'll know what God is doing with you is to put it into practice, to put it into action. It's all about the heart condition. Are you more in love with Jesus? Are you more willing to do what He says to do? I, for one, if, if, if you had to wait for me to feel something, we'd be here all weekend. I rarely ever feel anything, as opposed to Carol, who feels heat in her hands many times when God marks her out saying, I want you to lay hands on somebody. There's a specific thing going on. It's not about your feelings. It's about the Word of God and you stepping into it. 
the world is divided about 50-50 into uh, left brain and right brain people. You can go ahead and sit down. The world is divided about 50-50 into left brain, right brain people. Left brain are the, the analytical, the logical thinking, the all the ducks in the row kind of people. The right brain tend to be more intuitive, more feeling oriented. Um, many times the prophetic people come out of that, that mindset. In the charismatic Pentecostal church, where the world is 50-50, it's more like 80-20, 80 on the right brain side. That's why sometimes we left brain people who don't shake and bake wonder two things. What's wrong with me or what's wrong with you? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with either one. God needs both. And you can be both at the same time. It's okay. When the 120 came out of the upper room, it was said by those who were mocking that they were drunk. Not because they were speaking in tongues. That doesn't make me drunk. You, if I start speaking in tongues, you don't think I'm drunk. They thought they were drunk because they looked and acted drunk. But one man had been restored basically through Sozo. Peter. And in the midst of all the chaos, one man stood in the anointing and preached the gospel and 3,000 people got saved. So God can use you whether you shake and bake or stand like that oak of righteousness, but you've got to step into it and you've got to actually do it. So God wants to heal tonight. I talked about knees. If you have... A problem with your knee. If you have pain in your knee, would you stand up? Okay, now, what I'm going to do is put one person with each of these people and I'm going to walk you through praying for these people. All right? So, I want some people who did not feel a thing. That, now, this is clinic time. This is how we learn. This is how we practice. See, I used to go to healing schools and conferences like this after I got saved and touched by God and empowered because I, I had to know. I had to learn how to do this. This was my passion. And so, I would go to conferences like this, and I loved it when we got a chance to put into practice what we were learning, that it wasn't just the speaker. It wasn't just a couple of ministry team people. We all got to do the stuff. So, I want some people who did not feel a thing. I want you to step out and be bold. And I want some of you who were feeling the fire of God on you. I want one person to go to each of these people, but I do not want you to pray yet. I just want you to stand beside them, letting them know I'm here for you. Okay, quickly, move to them. You may be in front of them and back of them and side of them. You may need to actually move. Just one person. All right. Okay. Don't nobody start praying yet. Just stand beside them. Is there anybody who is standing that you don't have somebody yet who's come to you? Anybody who needs somebody, I can get somebody to you. Everybody covered? All right. Okay, here's what you're gonna do. I'm gonna give you twenty seconds. This is not a life interview. 
Well, you know, in 1992, I was in this car wreck, and, and, and I, I hurt my knee, and then I was on these crutches. And then in, in, in uh, uh, 02, my mother-in-law moved in, and I've had pain in my knees all the way up my back and my neck. This is not a life history. It's 20 seconds. Where does it hurt? How did it happen? How long has this been going on? Something like that. 20 seconds, find out. Right knee, left knee, in front, lateral meniscus, ACL, hyperextension, whatever it is, 20 seconds, find out, and then I'm going to call you back. Nobody's praying yet, okay? Find out what's wrong with the knee, which one it is, etc. You got 20 seconds. Okay, 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 here's what I'm going to want you to do. You, you now should know whether it's the right knee, left knee, both knees, front, back, whatever. I, if the person needs to sit down, that's fine. I would encourage you uh, to get comfortable. You might want to sit on the floor in front of them. You might want to sit on the chair next to them. Get comfortable. You're not going to be praying for a long time. We're not going to do this for more than two or three minutes. But I want you to be comfortable. And if you are being prayed for and you want to sit down, that's okay. If you want to stay standing, that's okay. All right. Those people who are praying, yeah, you, may, you can just sit down on the floor. Just make yourself comfortable. Those of you who are praying, I want you, first of all, I want the person being prayed for, put your hand on the knee where, where it hurts, if you can reach it. If you've got pants on, it's not a problem for the prayer, prayer to lay hands on. I just don't want to, I want to make sure we're touching appropriately, right? If, it, if, it's, if it's a guy, probably not a problem, but if it's a woman and you have on a dress or a skirt or something like that, put your hand there so that everybody's touching appropriately. Make sense? Okay. So, person praying, put your hand very gently on the knee or on the person's hand. Person who is being prayed for, close your eyes, relax, and please don't pray. (laughs) Just receive. Person praying. As much as possible, I want you to keep your eyes open so you can watch and see what God is doing. I want you to speak to the condition. Uh, praying for the world leaders and for peace on earth is a wonderful thing. That's not what we're doing. So speak to the condition. Listen to what God would have you pray and use some common sense. Okay? Now, I, I don't know how a knee works, but I know there's muscles, ligaments, and tendons. I know there's an ACL. I know there's a lateral meniscus. I know there's a kneecap. I, there, there, there's bones and, and sinew and flesh. Call it into order. Break off any afflicting spirit. Cancel every bit of pain. Cancel the assignment of the enemy. Speak peace and healing and wholeness to the knee. Listen to what God would have you pray and pray some common sense and speak to the condition. Make sense? Speak loud enough so the person can hear you, but not so loud that you disturb everybody else around you. And you're going to have about two minutes to pray. Okay? Go. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would fall all over this room and that you would honor what we are doing, that you would release your healing anointing on these people. We speak to every muscle, ligament, and tendon.
to come into order. We break off every afflicting spirit. We cancel every assignment of the enemy. We speak healing and wholeness. All things made new. We stand on the power of the testimony of those knees that we just saw healed in those stories. We grab a hold of what you did for Kevin, who is facing surgery. We grab a hold of that man, 28 years, and he was able to bend his leg up, healed on his birthday. We claim that, Lord, what you did for them, do again in the name of Jesus. That the name of Jesus would receive honor and glory. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless the knee. We bless those who are praying. We command arthritis pain to go, joint pain to go, knees that have popped and cracked, go right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Let the fire of God fall all over this room. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for what what we're seeing happening even right now. Okay, you got about another 30 seconds to pray. Release the power. There's power in you. Release it. Let the power flow through you. Okay, 10 more seconds. Bless them. Bless the knee. Wrap it up. Stop praying. Okay, if you just got prayed for for your knee, would you stand up, please? Now, here's, here's the deal. There are times when, I mean, it happens almost every meeting. We have people get healed, and they don't know it until they actually move, because they didn't feel anything. So, I want you to do like this guy's been doing, walking around, getting down on his knees. I want you to move your knees around. Walk if you have to. Walk up steps. We have people tell us all the time, I couldn't walk up steps. That was my problem. I couldn't walk up the steps. I couldn't walk down the steps. If you need to come walk up steps, come on. If you need to run around the church, if you need to jump up and down, whatever you need to do to test your knee. Now, let me have your attention. Those of you with knees. Knee problems. If you can say to me, I just received a measure of healing. I don't care if it's 1% or 100% healing. Wave at me. Both hands and keep waving. Keep waving. Look, church. Look look around. Knee? Two? Okay. Yeah. All the way to the back. All the way to the back. Even in the, even in the, the sound booth. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I, 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 I think, I'm pretty sure something happened with this guy. Okay, what happened with you? Right. I could feel a tendon or a ligament stretch or pull or something. And so what kind of a problem did it make for you? Well, as a, I just knew just to keep 
Just to keep going on, keep going on. But, I mean, was just, there pain? Just keep wait, wait, waiting on the Lord. No, I just knew that, um, uh, like earlier this year, I, I was doing a, a treadmill test, and 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 the doctor said, "Is there something wrong with your knee or, right. or your he hip?" Right, he could see and, something and I, and, different. And I said, "Well, yeah, I, I kind of messed up my knee a couple of years ago at work, and and so I just, you know, I I just know there's there's looseness. Right, there's a loose as you were walking and jumping. That there wasn't before. Wow, yeah. wow, yes. wow, 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 wow. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else would say I I just something significant happened to me? I, I yeah, right here. Okay, Branch. Yeah. What's yeah, um, well, I hyperextended my knees year, years ago. Yeah. And um, when I worship, I used to just be able to bounce on one side, and now I can bounce. Leg up. All right, come on. I can worship all the way. Um, yeah, we, we call that healing, by the way. Yeah. Anybody else want to give a testimony? Because, see, somebody could grab a hold of that. See, somebody can get healed right now who maybe got like 5% uh, improvement, and they can hear your testimony and say, I claim that for me. I mean, I know that person, or, or I don't know that person, but they had the same condition I had. I mean, we literally have been in meetings where we've had somebody sitting, like, right there, and the person in the front ha- has a condition, and they've got the same condition. This person gets healed, and that person says, God's no respecter of persons. What he did for them, he can do for me. They claim the power of the testimony, and they're instantly healed. So that can happen for you. So anybody else want to testify before we stop? Yes, ma'am, right here. Hold on. Um, well, I just want to say that um, I'm just claiming it because um, my knee is one of those that kind of buckles. Uh-huh. I can just be walking and then it will just right. kind of go out from under me. So it's kind of hard to really test it here. But I'm claiming it. Right. Good for you. Good for you. Here. Thank you, Lord. Thank okay. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But we had a significant number of you say something happened. You see, now, here's the, the thing. I, I think too often we in the healing ministry, we concentrate only on those people who have been healed. And, 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 and we want to do that, obviously. We want to, to, to acknowledge those who have been healed. But I believe um, uh, thankfulness leads to increase. And so whether you've been healed 1% or no percent, if you've been healed 1%, can you be thankful for that? If you've been healed no percent yet, can you be thankful for those that you've just heard the testimony and other testimonies that you will hear? We've also known because, you know, we don't talk about this a whole lot, but because we are such a microwave society, if it doesn't happen right in front of us, we think nothing happened. And sometimes it is a process. We've done some meetings over the last couple of months, and that was exactly what happened. We had a lady come at the, uh, uh, in uh, July to an Angels and Miracles conference we did in Moravian Falls, and I called her out, prayed for her that night. She had a rotator cuff problem, and she received a measure of healing. But when I took her arm and started praying for her more, when it got up to about here, you could see the pain on her face. Okay, so I said, keep getting prayer. We're going to have an opportunity to pray all weekend. So Saturday, she gets prayer. Sunday morning, I've got a picture of her now waving her arm in praise, totally healed, full mobility. It didn't happen all at once. It was progressive. Okay? So, okay. If you have pain in your neck, we talked about necks being healed. 
If you have pain in your neck, any kind of movement in your neck, shoulders right up here, uh, painful, if you would stand. Let's see what we're dealing with here. Okay. All right, once again, how about a different group of people? If you prayed for somebody on this last go-around, let somebody else have a chance, okay? I want one person to go to each of these, and um, once again, just stand with them. Don't pray yet. And if there's anybody who is, doesn't have somebody who's come to them yet, raise your hand. I'll get somebody to you. This is your opportunity to practice and to try. Okay, is there anybody who doesn't have somebody to pray? Anybody who does not have somebody to pray? Everybody's covered? All right. Once again, 20 seconds. Find out where it hurts, how it happened, how long they've had it, etc. 20 seconds. Okay, shh, shh, shh. let me have your attention. Okay, the person being prayed for, close your eyes and relax. The person praying, gently put your hands on the neck where it hurts. If that person needs to put their hand there and you put your hand on theirs, that's okay. But I, I don't think it'll be a problem with, with touch. Okay, those of you being prayed for, close your eyes and relax. Do not pray right now. Those of you praying, as much as possible, keep your eyes open. Speak to the condition. Command pain to go. Break the power of the enemy, every assignment. Whatever God is telling you to pray and use common sense. Okay, begin to pray. Loud enough so they can hear you, not so loud you disturb everybody else around you. Lord, we release more of the healing anointing in this group. We release the fire of God. Lord, we're asking that you would anoint those who have never been used for healing before. We break off every afflicting spirit. We cancel assignments of the enemy. We come against every spirit of trauma of the neck and break its power right now. We speak healing and wholeness. We command headache pain to go. Anything that has caused problems in the head because of necks, posture, tension, stress, we break it off and we literally lift it off of the person in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for what you are doing all over this room. Lord, we stand on the power of the testimony. We command any kind of lumps to dissolve, any tumors to dissolve, any painful things on the neck to dissolve. Lord, we stand on the power of the testimony of the woman who uh, was so severely traumatized she had not been able to move her neck for 20 years and trauma was broken. 
Lord, what you did for her, do again right here in our midst in the name of Jesus. We break its power right now. Full mobility. All things made new in the name of Jesus. Okay, 20 20 more seconds to bless them. Okay, wrap it up. Bless them. Stop praying. Okay, all the people who were praying, I want you to listen to me. If you were just praying, if this is relatively new for you, this is not something you do all the time, you're not on the ministry team, and you really haven't prayed for a whole lot of people, would you just kind of wave at me? I'm just curious. Okay, that's a a few of you. Yeah. Okay. You may sit down. Those of you who just got prayed for for your neck, would you stay standing? Once again, would you move your neck, test your body a little bit, shoulders, loosen your, you know, whatever, move your neck. And if you can say, you just received a measure of healing and improvement, wave at me, wave at me, and keep waving, keep waving all over, keep waving. Come on, give him praise. That's what you're doing It's giving him praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. How many would say there was some significant improvement? Okay, back here and uh, who else? Who else? Come on, give it way back here. So it's all in, and right here. Okay, so this woman right here, this man right here, this woman right here. Yeah, don't be, this is not a time to be shy. Give him glory for what he did. Yeah, just real quick, what happened? Uh, well, it's... Uh, car accidents. Car and, accident? Yeah, so when I want to look, I usually have to turn my whole body. Yeah, so and now look at, oh, come on, look at that. Wow. <laughs> Sir, if you would, yeah, what happened to you? It was just, uh, I, I believe it just, I don't know how it happened, it arthritis or something. Yeah. It was in this shoulder, and I couldn't do this. Wow. 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 Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And um, this lady right here, I think it was, it was you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Um, it's actually funny because when I stood up, I already, before she prayed, I started to feel some of it go away. So right. That was nice. Nice, nice. Um, and it, yeah, so, and it's been a little bit going away over time. Sure. But I, did, but I still feel the chronic um, yeah. pain and, yeah. and the neck and everything. So I just stood up and... I mean, yeah, I awesome. Know. And then she prayed, and I feel pretty good. Yeah, awesome. Anybody else you'd like to give testimony? Something's happening with you. Yeah, right back, right back here. Um, I haven't been able to hold my adjustments at all in my talk. chiropractor kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I have to go in all the time. And when she prayed for me, I really didn't feel anything. But when I stood up, what I'm feeling is like a core of strength. Yes. Wow. Come on. Yeah, what ended up happening with uh, the, the Methodist uh, uh, pastor, she literally had spent thousands of dollars on a chiropractor, and um, she felt completely different. Like everything was in alignment that had not been in alignment before. And she, all that, she had mobility back and no, no pain. Okay, yes, ma'am. Um, I had injured my neck, fell on my head when I was a gymnast a long time ago, and I have a compressed vertebrae and I have some arthritis. 
and um, it it feels um, I can feel like a blood flow better. Oh, so I feel more circulation. Wow, it's still stiff, but it's better. Yes, thank you, Lord. You may sit down. Let me um, um, let, let me just talk for a second, and then we're going to do one more category, and then break for the night. Um, many times, as I said, healing is progressive. So I want to encourage you to keep getting prayer all this this weekend, because um, God's got a, a a break a breakthrough for you. One of the things that um, has been significant for me to start passing along is there are people that you have prayed for, okay, and you, you didn't see the results of what happened. Because like maybe you were somewhere else or you, 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 you prayed for them at work and they left or, or you prayed for them as a total stranger in the grocery store or you were at a conference and you prayed for them and you, didn't, you, you never saw them again because they came from Los Angeles, whatever. The only reason I know this is because we've had a number of people who have literally come and found us a couple of years later and said, you prayed for me. You prayed. You and a team came into the hospital two years before... And you prayed for my 18-year-old daughter who had gone blind suddenly. The doctors were saying, we don't understand what's happened, but we don't think there's any hope that she'll regain her sight. You prayed for her. Nothing happened. And then I haven't seen you. I, I didn't even know you were going to be speaking at this church tonight. I happened to see you and I recognized you. That night, we flipped on the light switch and it startled my daughter. The next day when we took her, led her into the bathroom, she started reading the note on the mirror. She's been able to see ever since. It was only because, not even because I went back to that same place. It was because this lady, out of a thousand people, came and found me that night. I mean, I've prayed for a lot of people over this 20 years that I've been doing this, I've prayed for a lot of people and I didn't always see every one of them get healed. Okay, you know, there's a fallacy. You think Randy Clark and Bill Johnson and Heidi Baker, I mean, those are the names that we associate a lot with. You tend to want to compare yourself to them and you start, and you come up short because they are generals. They are teaching us what it's like and where we can go. But you've got to know the reality. Not everybody they pray for gets healed on the spot. Okay? Sometimes it is a process, and you will prophesy over people. You will pray deliverance over people. You will pray healing over people, and you may never get to see what happened until you get to heaven because you just you never went back, or they never found you, or they never came and told you what happened to them. So I want to encourage you with that. We have seen people get prayed for a hundred times, and it was on the hundred and first time. We have a, a couple, uh, he, uh, she's American, he's a Colombian, and they've joined us on some of our trips. And this guy told us, he said, I have suffered with severe hip and leg pains for 18 years. I've been prayed for by everybody. And we prayed for him. We went on like two trips with, with him over about a six-month period, you know, uh, uh, six months in between trips, prayed for him. And then when we went back, we prayed for him again. It was the third time he got totally healed. 18 years he's been prayed for hundreds of times, but it was that time. Why? I don't know. I don't understand everything about healing. I just do it. That's all I know to do. There's a power and a presence that rests upon me that flows through me. 
And God wants that for you. When we were in Copenhagen, I made a statement because it was all about healing. I made a statement. Don't tell me healing doesn't work until you've prayed for 100 people. Because if you pray for 100 people, somebody will get healed and you'll get hooked. And this young girl, about 21 years old, took that as a challenge and basically said, I'm going to go find my 100. And we got an email from uh, her pastor two, two weeks later. said she's finding her 100 and people are starting to get healed. She goes to her best friend who is pregnant. Every test has shown the baby will be born with Down syndromes. So she lays hands, prays for the baby in the womb. The woman goes back for her regular checkup the next week. The doctor comes out scratching his head. I don't know what happened, but the tests show the baby is perfectly normal. My encouragement is take the challenge. You'll never know what God wants to do with you and through you until you step out and actually do it. Now, for those of you who have already had an opportunity to pray so far tonight, and this is relatively new for you, how many would say, you know, somebody stood up that I prayed for and they gave a testimony that they're better? Is is that anybody? Yeah. So you prayed for somebody and this was new for you and and they said something's happened to them. That's awesome. Anybody else? Anybody else? Right there. Right there. Thank you. Right there. Thank you, Lord. See what God is doing? He's on the move. Okay. Yes. And it's Bill. <laughs> yeah. See, it's the power. It's the presence. It's the glory. It's all about... It's all about the glory and the presence of the Lord. Let's finish with this. If you have pain anywhere in your body or you have a condition that needs to be healed, you might not have pain, but maybe maybe like diabetes. You don't have pain, but it's a condition that needs to be healed. If you're wearing glasses, that might be a condition that needs to be healed. If your ears ring, it's not painful but you might want to be healed. Uh, Right. Oh, okay. Listen to this. Listen to this. When we were here two years ago doing this, uh, 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 doing it for Blazing Fire at another church here in Livermore, um, it was on the angel, angels and miracles, but it, obviously it had a lot to do with miracles and healing and this, that, and the other. One of the things that we had been seeing in our meetings was people who had metal in their bodies that was causing pain or lack of mobility get healed. A young woman was at that church over uh, in Livermore um, across the freeway, but she goes to this church, Sunset. She stood in proxy for her mother. Her mother had a very painful arm because she had a metal plate in her arm. Her mother was watching the young woman's child at home. So she stood in proxy for her mother. After the prayer, she called her mother and, and said, Mom, how are you doing? And the mom said, Well, you know, my arm is tingling 
and it doesn't hurt and I can move it like I couldn't before. And she came and Sunday morning, two days later after that happened, she told me this story about her mother being healed and two days later her mother was completely, totally healed. So you can stand in proxy for someone. We've seen that happen. Okay, if it's appropriate, if you can, put your hand where it hurts. If there's too many hurts and not enough hands, open up your hands. If you're wearing glasses and you want your eyes to be healed, take off your glasses, put your hands on your eyes. And like If your contacts, you know, I, would, I wouldn't go to the trouble of taking them out unless you just absolutely want to. Uh, but just believe in faith, so put your hands on your eyes. You know, if it's your ears, put your hands on your ears or in your ears. And like I say, if you just need an overhaul like that man, the Afghan vet, just open up your hands. Relax, close your eyes. But put your hand where it hurts if you can. Holy Spirit, come all over this room. I speak to muscles, ligaments, tendons of the knee, the ankle, the bone, the, the shin bone. I command shin splints to go right now. The Achilles tendon to be lengthened, every bit of pain to go in the name of Jesus. Pain in the side, in the liver, in the kidneys, the pituitary gland, I call into order. I command headaches to go, migraines to go. I stand on the power of the testimony of the migraines that I talked about in, in, in the, the things, the pictures that I showed. Migraines being healed. Every bit of tension and stress go off. Eyes be healed in the name of Jesus. Eyes to see across the room. Eyes to be able to read up close. Ears to open. Ringing to stop. Hair nerves stand up again in the name of Jesus. We break off every spirit of trauma. Uh, 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 deviated septum come into order. Sinus conditions open right now in the name of Jesus. Stomach pain, go in the name of Jesus. Knee pain, go. Knees, be made whole in the name of Jesus. Uh, 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 acid reflux kinds of problems, go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless what you're doing across this room. We speak to the pain in the ankle right on top. We command those bones to come into order, muscles, ligaments, and tendons, all things made new, and we break off every assignment of the enemy. Pain behind the eye, in the name of Jesus, I command it to go. Ears to open, literally, the hair nerves stand back up, in the name of Jesus. Lord, what you did for our worship leader friend up in Vallejo, several months ago, as his ears, 10 years of ringing in his ears as they stopped. We claim what you did for um, Dustin. Do it again right here, right now, in the name of Jesus. Ears open. Headache pain, go. Sinuses open. Backs be made straight. Hips come into alignment. Lord, what you did for Fernando with that cane... I'm asking that the pelvis and the, the, the uh, hip area, particularly where there's a problem because one leg is shorter than the other. I, I ask, Lord, even though this is not the way we normally pray for legs, I'm asking for right now that the hips come into level position with one leg growing out right now in the name of Jesus. Any kind of problem with stuttering, go right now. I break off that demonic spirit in the name of Jesus. 
Okay, let me have your attention. Test your body. If you were having your eyes prayed for, try to focus, uh, read something, or try to see across the room. Ears, uh, just try to, maybe somebody whisper something to you, whatever. Uh, Move, whatever you've got to do, rotator cuff, move your body, whatever. And if you can say you just received a measure of healing, uh, even above maybe what you received earlier, if you just received any kind of measure of healing, would you wave and keep on waving? Wave and keep on waving. Wave and keep on waving. Come on, get your hands high. You're giving him praise. You're giving him praise. You're giving him praise. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you would say, okay, there was a significant, 50% or more significant change, would you wave at me? Right, right quick. Wave at me. 50% or better. 50% or better. Right back here, this guy right here in the dark shirt. Right here. T-shirt right here. Wave your hand so he can see. Sir, what happened? Uh, what's going on? I had a pain in my leg, my foot, the top of my foot. Yeah. I had injured it maybe about a six or eight months ago. And now? It feels great now. feels great. We call that healing. Come on. Right up here. Even the young ones get healed. Yeah. My foot hurt and now it's all better. My foot hurt and now it's all better. Come on. Anybody else? Come on. Something's happening all over the room here. Don't, don't shy away from this. Yeah, right here. Well, I had a torn rotator cup, and I claimed that the first time that you said that. Before I came, I couldn't even move my arm without pain. And come on, now, come on, uh, come on, come on. Uh, how many people have rotator cuff problems? You've got pain in your shoulders right now. Yeah, there's, uh, stand up, please. Stand up, please. Yeah, if that's you, stand up. If you've got a problem with your rotator cuff or a shoulder, shoulder problem, just begin, move, yeah, just begin moving it. Just begin moving it. Just begin moving it. Lord, thank you for what, you, what we just saw. Thank you for what you're doing. I command every bit of pain to go. Muscles, ligaments, tendons come into order. Now, see, I'm doing this because I've got a rotator cuff problem too. So I, I'm, I'm right with you. I, I'm just believing as I move my arm, as I do things that I've not been able to do, Lord, I claim the power of that testimony. I break off every bit of trauma in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for a strong arm to be able to serve on the tennis court like, like, and, and be able to play every day with no pain. I claim that power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Now, how many would say who just did that, you're feeling some better? You're feeling better. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can we give him praise for what he's done tonight? Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, we do want to be aware of your time. I want to encourage you. Uh, two of the... Two of, of, of the, now, I'm really, I'm really biased on one, admittedly. But two of the greatest teachers I know are my wife... And Dano. And I've been around some pretty good teachers, one named uh, Randy and another named Bill. Um, some pretty good teachers. 
I want to encourage you, if you can come for any or all of tomorrow, daytime, and Saturday, you will be blessed. I absolutely guarantee it. You will love the teaching, and it will help propel you into seeing the signs and wonders and the miracles that God has intended for all of us. Look, I never, I didn't believe in this healing. I never came to a church like this before. Before I got touched, I, I didn't believe in any of this. I never asked for this. And God has given me the privilege of seeing so many people healed. Um, blindness, deafness, cancer, people on their deathbeds, even a dead baby in the womb being raised to life. And, and to see people get empowered to do this, to touch other people's lives. So I want to encourage you. That's what God is stirring within you for this weekend. I want to encourage you to invite your friends tomorrow night for the service and Saturday night. Dano will be speaking tomorrow night and we'll all be ministering on Saturday night. What I'm going to do now is bless you and dismiss you. I want to invite the ministry team of, of the church that's been released. When, when I turn it back over to, to, to Brent, uh, if you would come up and uh, be available for anyone who still needs prayer. Uh, I would also encourage you, if, if you need prayer and you don't want to come to the prayer team people, find somebody who's got that deer in the headlight look and ask them to pray for you. Because God wants to work through them. Um, I will be out at the book table. If anybody uh, would like me to autograph the book that they buy, I will do that for you. Uh, I've never done that before, but I, but I keep being told I ought to be willing to do that. So if you, if you want to talk to me about my book and if you want me to sign it, I'd be happy to do that. So um, I just want to bless. I bless this church. I bless this meeting. I bless this night. I bless our sleep tonight and that we would come back tomorrow whether it be during the day or the night refreshed renewed changed and expectant for what god is doing in the name of jesus yeah amen so ministry team if you could come on up the ones that uh, russ has talked to and so i like